everyone. How's it going? We're Corinne and Sabrina. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And thank you for coming back after last week. I'm glad we didn't scare the bejesus out of all of you. And Oh my gosh. I only listened to part of our episode. Really? I couldn't handle it. Um, I think Leia knows what we're going to talk about because she's very up in the grill of the mic right now. She's like climbing on top of the microphone. Maybe she has a story to tell this week. Leia! Nope. Did you notice the pajamas that I'm wearing? No, what are they? A fleece pajama set. Is it freezing there? Is that why? Oh my gosh, it looks so comfortable. Yeah, it's like in the 30s. I need to start bringing gloves with me. That I just suffer. It's fine when it's sunny out, but then at night I'm like, oh god, right. why do I live here? I'm going to Switzerland this weekend to visit my dad for Thanksgiving. I'm so excited for I you. I know. I'm really excited too, but I'm so nervous about the cold. Like, I'm not prepared. Just a fun little story for the listeners. Sabrina once went to the highest part of the Swiss Alps in Europe, which is called Jungfrau, and it's in Switzerland. And she didn't know that it would be cold, so she went in shorts. Yep. <laughs> That's true. It was well, and okay. it's freezing. But it was August, and my sister and I were backpacking, and we had just gotten off the train, and like our the hostel we were going to stay at wasn't ready yet, so we just put our stuff in the, in the locker at the train station, and we're like, well, let's go up to the top of Jungfrau. Uh, I like half get it because if you're backpacking, you're already a little exhausted and you're just going, going, going. But I've been to Jungfrau and I, I knew to wear a jacket. <laughs> hey, it's part of the experience. It says that you'll go into an ice cave. We didn't read it. <laughs> we didn't read it until we got up there. We're like, oh, okay. We'll have to post the side by side pictures, the differing photos of both of us at the top of Jungfrau. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yours is good though. Yeah. I love it. It's such a memorable photo now. It's just you in shorts in the top shorts. of the Alps. Yep. I'm so funny. going to wear warm clothes this time in Switzerland. Good. Do you have any fun plans or are you guys just kind of going with the flow? Just going with the flow. I don't think my dad's been traveling a bunch, so I don't think he's had a ton of time to plan what we're doing. Do you eat a lot of chocolate? Like, is that something that you can eat? Yeah, chocolate and cheese. Well, because remember when you weren't really... Oh, when I was vegan and then I would eat an entire yeah. pizza when I was drunk and then yak. <laughs> potato my <body> salad. <laughs> tub of potato salad. Not fair. Wait, oh my god! I just was wondering if you like ever fully adjusted back to eating oh, all that type of food. No, my stomach will be upset the entire trip, but I will still <laughs> eat it. I will love it. I do have to tell you, so the other day I walked into my lashes appointment and... Mm-hmm. We were talking, we were talking, yada, yada, and then all of a sudden she goes, oh my god, I forgot, I wanted to call you June when you walked in. Oh no, she had it all set up. <laughs> yeah, she was like so ready to call me June and then didn't. Oh gosh, I wonder if anyone went as June this year for Halloween. A few people said they would, but... I don't think they kept I their promise. It. Yeah. It's hard because like, not a ton of people know... Two girls, one ghost. No, that's true. We're not. We're not like MFM. No, no. no. <laughs> I've thought about it before. I was like, I should go as as them for Halloween. We we should have. Why didn't we? I know? I know we should have. Or even like um, different serial killers. Ooh, 
Like, I'm waiting for the time when I date someone who kind of looks a little bit like Ted Bundy because I'm a brunette with a middle part, so I could totally be the victim. That's a good idea. You should look for your future boyfriend by, like, the criteria is if he looks like Ted Bundy. That's what I'm going to start And doing. if he doesn't, sorry. If you had to choose one serial killer to be your boyfriend, who would it be? It's a good question. I think I would do Dennis Rader, BTK, because he, like, kind of lived a normal life. Right. Well, he had, yeah, he had a family. But. Yeah. Well, just on the side, he's just killing a bunch of kids. Yeah. You're just like, oh, shocked. But you you don't get harmed besides. Well, a lot of them had wives. Psychologically. A ton of them have yeah. wives that they don't kill. They just kill all the other people. They get, I don't know. Ooh, did you ever see the show The Following on Netflix? Yes. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I really liked the first season, and then it kind of got a little weird. I just binged it all so uh, quickly, so I didn't really have the opportunity to be like, I don't like this season as much, and stop, because I just did it. Fun fact, uh, the office that we work in for Blind Spot used to be mm-hmm. occupied by the following. No! <gasps> Do they have anything from the set still? No, well, because I don't think they filmed in L.A., because oh. Blind Spot films in New York, but we write in LA. But um, there is a shag carpet that is like disgusting and dirty that they left behind, and it's sitting in a closet now. Oh, but that was a great show. It was. I great. really need to start the night of. Casey already, my roommate, watched it. She said it was great. I really liked it, and Nick and I started watching it, but it was too slow for Nick, so I never finished it. But I've heard really good things. I also just saw as I was driving home. I watched, or I, I didn't watch i saw a billboard for a show called ghosted with adam scott yes on fox and someone in my grad school program actually told me that i would really like it hmm maybe we give it a shot yeah we should i like the stupid funny <laughs> sort of stuff like Shit's creek but Shit's creek is so clever in the way that it's, it's stupid oh so good it's so good like it's it's really clever dumb humor yeah the characters are just so funny. I love them. Oh, my God. Moira. Freaking love her. <laughs> Freaking love Moira. Should we talk about ghost pets? Do, 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 do. Wow, that was really good. I know. I'm you really good at it. just like her. <laughs> yeah, by the way, that was me. That was not Leia. I'm really good at I'm really good <laughs> at meowing like her. Nick gets mad at me because I, can, <laughs> I, I like, pretend I communicate with <laughs> Oh, wow. That was something else. Oh, that was her. Did you hear it? And now your turn. Come here. Nick gets mad at me because half the time I'll, like, meow back at her when she meows. And I'm like, we understand each other. We're communicating. He's like, you don't talk to get talk cat. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. I talk Leia. Did you do a cat for your story? I actually didn't, but I am No do- way. I, I know, totally thought shocker, you would. right? But I am there were some do... good cat ones, and I was like, yeah, Sabrina will probably do them. Is that what you didn't do them because you did that? Yeah. I am going to do a live reading from Ghost Cats. A live reading? Yeah. This is the book that my coworker gave me. Oh, my God. Yeah, have you – how far in have you read? I've only read, like, a few of them. They're not – they're not the best, but they're entertaining. <laughs> They're, yeah, they're stories. Yeah. Well, well, do you want to go first? Kick it off. All right, I'll kick it off with a live reading from Ghost Cats by 
Dusty Rainbolt. This is a book all about human encounters with feline spirits. And yes, I own this because my coworker gave it to me. So they they have a ton of different ones, but I was going to just read... Should I read a, like a person story or about like a place that is haunted by a cat? Do a person story. Okay. I'm going to read... I'm going to find it. Okay. The Headless Cat. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm less scared in this episode. I know. This is a good thing. I'm excited. Pets are less scary. Okay. Yes, they're lovely. They are lovely. For Carrie Sweeney, one particular night will stand out in her memory for as long as she lives. She was just a teenager that bizarre night when she first saw the cat in her front yard. Carrie grew up in a typical three-bedroom house in Tempe, Arizona, with a stay-at-home mom who created a loving environment. Her house always felt warm and safe. In the evenings, the place was filled with the aroma of a home-cooked meal simmering on the stove. This is making me hungry more than, like, scared. (laughs) Carrie's room, her personal domain for as far back as she could remember, was like that of many teens growing up in the 1980s. She had covered her walls with posters of her favorite stars, including the summer's favorite heartthrob, Miami Vice star, Don Johnson. She would have preferred Metallica, but her mom wouldn't permit it. Wall-to-wall hunks hid the real wallpaper. That flowery visual abomination... That flowery... Oh, my God. (laughs) The flowery visual abomination that appealed to her parents, but turned the stomachs of the in-group. Her bedroom offered sanctuary during her hormonal moments and after arguments with her parents. It was a perfect space for Carrie to do her homework, watch television, listen to music, and just be alone. On a clear, warm night in 1987, however, Carrie's feelings of safety was ripped away as she got ready for bed. She was gazing out the window at the lone oak tree that dominated the lawn. When she was little, Carrie had played with its broad leaves. Back then, it was barely big enough for her to climb its branches. In some ways, she looked at the tree as an old friend. It had grown along with her. On this night, Carrie noticed that a dark tabby cat was lying at the base of the tree, like a small sphinx, with its paws stretched out in front of him. The tip of his tail swished casually back and forth. There was something odd about the stray, but in the darkness, she couldn't pinpoint what it was. Suddenly, she realized this was no ordinary cat. His head was missing looking up she saw his head floating up in the tree oh i was not expecting that he gazed down at her with with a penetrating yellow stare at first she thought she thought she was just imagining the cat but then he meowed at her (laughs) (laughs) this is supposed to be scary but i can't stop laughing well we said we're gonna make this one lighter so yeah this one's fun this one's fun this one's fun it's fun the way you say it <laughs> thanks the way that you tell it with my meowing yeah oh that's a real lay meow come here lay <laughs> do you want to act out the cat she does that's that's the cat meowing in the story so the cat meowed at her he looked okay no visible injuries or trauma except for his head was floating away from his body yeah jeez. Other than the fact decapitation, that it, oh, but oh, nothing, actually, nothing serious. That's actually what the next sentence. Is. Oh. <laughs> Other than the fact that his head was hovering six feet above his body, he looked normal. A soft "whoa" escaped her lips. She was trembling as she blinked and rubbed her eyes. The cat disappeared. 
In those first few moments, the cat spirit had just given her the chills. Then, as what she was witnessing sunk in, it terrified her. She was not afraid of the cat himself, but horrified of the sight of his disembodied head floating up in the tree. Carrie didn't recognize him as far as she knew. He didn't belong to any of the neighbors. Her family had owned dogs off and on over the years, but they never owned a cat. She hadn't seen the dark tabby before, not even hanging out with the neighborhood strays. There had been no rumors of missing cats or bodies found after accidents or ritual sacrifices. She believes he may have appeared to her because she is sensitive to spirits. Carrie Carrie never figured out who the cat had belonged to, and as far as she knew, the cat never came back. Of course, she never really knew for sure because she really never looked out of her window at night again for fear she'd see the cat or even more frightening images again. For all she knows, he might still be waiting for her under her parents' tree. Uh And that is a live reading from Ghost Cats by Dusty Rainbolt. So these are stories that were written, right? This isn't a real No, they're real stories. Oh, they are. Yeah, they're real stories. And then they have like a whole, it's split up into different sections. So first they like talk about what ghosts are and how people experience ghosts. And then it talks about, it's actually kind of cool. If you have a cat, it talks about what each type of cat is known for in terms of spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was just briefly looking at it and it says something about Siamese cats, which Leia is. It says that Siamese have the power to act as intermediaries for a person's soul. Wow. I didn't realize that those stories were real. I thought yeah, it was they're just real. Like, people they're are real. writing and, you know, no. fun stories. Dang, that's way scarier. Yeah, I know. We have some pretty scary um, listener stories about pets, too, which we'll read tonight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I read um, the stories that I chose? Yeah. They're pretty short because when it comes to animals, (laughs) people write like five sentences and that's it. So you're like, oh, shoot. But there was a dog who lived in the neighborhood of Belmont Hillsboro, which is in Nashville, which is in Tennessee. This dog protects children on Halloween night. So he appears every Halloween. I know. So over 50 years ago, there was a 13-year-old girl and her younger brother. They were out trick-or-treating. And her brother stopped in the road because he dropped a piece of pan. Uh, a piece he, of candy. <laughs> he dropped a piece of candy and he stopped to pick it up. So he was in the middle of the road and a car came just like barreling through. Oh my god! And almost hit him. But this dog, who was a boxer and he was the neighborhood dog, like very well known. His name was Preston. He oh. ran out in front of the car and pushed the kid out of the way. Wow. And in doing so, he himself was hit by the car, and he no. didn't survive, unfortunately. Preston sacrificed his life for the little trick-or-treater boy. It's so sad, but so sweet. I know, so sweet. But, like, I mean, you see, like, now that we have YouTube and everyone right. has a camera, you see stuff like that all the time where yeah. dogs will just, or animals will mm-hmm. shield someone from something yeah. bad happening or a snake in the yard or a person coming whatever so i totally believe yeah. that's happened and it's said that to this day preston returns to the neighborhood every halloween to protect the neighborhood children and throughout the 50 years people have reported hearing disembodied barking of preston on halloween night they've felt a dog brush up against them Aww. 
and people who walk too slowly or start to wander into the street (laughs) say that they are nudged by a dog to get back to the side. He's such a good dog. I know. He's trying to keep all the kids safe. And there's an elderly woman in the neighborhood, and she's been leaving out treats on her porch every single year for Preston. And legend has it, she was the 13-year-old girl from the story. No way. And she leaves it out as a a thank you for saving her younger brother. Looking out for everyone. So I have another heartwarming story. About oh, good. I love this. Let's do more episodes like this. <laughs> I know. We needed this. Yeah. So this dog is New Jersey dog. What? He, you did this for me? I did. I did. Oh, thanks. He's from Atlantic City, mm-hmm. and his name is Nightlife because he was owned by he's a, a party bartender. Yeah, basically. Oh, well, he's he's the opposite of partier. He protects the partiers. Oh, so well. he belonged to a local bartender, and when his owner was working, he would go to work with his owner. And when the bar goers, when the patrons got a little too drunk, he would escort them home. So the dog Nightlife would walk across the streets, like guide them through all the lights and bring them all the what? way home. And then he would turn and go back to the bar and do it to the next person. So it's like he was, an Uber, but dog. Seriously, it's like a dog protector making mm. sure you get home okay. He was so well-known that cab drivers would even pick him up and drop him off if they saw him too far away from the bar. So if his journey home with someone took him, like, way far off course and a cab driver saw him, they'd pick him up and bring him over to oh the bar. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but he passed away, as all, all do, and... The community raised enough money to give him a proper burial in the local pet cemetery. So everyone loved him. He was very cherished. And and people, especially the people at the bar, were in full support and more than eager to help raise money for his burial. Oh, that's so sweet. I know. But nightlife never really left. And people have frequently reported seeing his ghost approaching drunk people attempting to make the journey home and taxi drivers have also claimed to see him waiting at traffic lights and whining to be let in when the cab approaches but then as soon as they open the door to the cab he vanishes whoa so he's still out there he's chilling i'm also just shocked i hate drunk people like i just don't like being around drunk people Mm -hmm. that dog is so patient so patient and he in his afterlife still wants to be with drunk people and it does make me wonder too just because there there is that conversation of our our animals and people can they be reincarnated in one versus the other and the fact that the dog is so incredibly patient with drunk people makes me wonder if in the past life something had happened to someone that has to do with being drunk and so that soul vowed in its next life to help take those. care and prevent that from happening to others mm-hmm. oh i love the idea of that maybe it happened good 13 or 14 years of helping protect the drunks at this bar wow yeah but you you also chose a dog which i'm surprised i know i really thought i was about to listen to like 50 stories about cats. (laughs) I like to keep you on your toes, Corinne. I know. Just as soon as I think I know something, (laughs) I'm wrong. 
<laughs> so yeah, I chose The Hound of Goshen. I hope I'm pronouncing Sure. It doesn't matter. Newberry, South Carolina is apparently an area with a lot of paranormal activity, and there's a dog, or a ghost of a dog, known as the Hound of Goshen, who is, sent, who is said to haunt the five-mile stretch of Old Buncombe Road, which is an old stageco- stagecoach road. I really chose oh, okay. a topic that's like, all the words are wrong. I'm going to say them all wrong. <laughs> so who I'm doing this to myself. Up? It's like it's like when you're a little kid and the teacher is doing roll call and you're like, Shh, if I were a teacher, I'd get all the names right. Oh, yeah. And you're like, how could Wait. they be so stupid? I think SNL does a sketch where all of the names, it, the per, whoever the teacher is, like, reads them all ridiculously. <laughs> and he like he's like, no, I'm reading them right and won't correct it. Uh, okay. The Hound of Goshen is said to haunt the five-mile stretch of the Buncombe Road, an old stagecoach road, and it runs from Ebenezer Church Cemetery to the Goshen Hill Plantation. And the dog is said to be an extremely large white dog the size of a St. Bernard, but people have described it as a large white hound and not a St. Bernard, Bernard. People claim that while driving through this area, no matter what speed you're driving, that the dog will be running beside you and keep up with you no matter what speed you're at. Oh my gosh. And... But, like, the second you get outside of that five-mile stretch, it'll disappear. Five miles is a long I know. stretch. And a lot of people think it's real, so, like, they'll stop their car, and it's said that if you stop the car, the dog will, like, lay down in the middle of the road in front of your car. And so like, what does it want? Belly rubs? Well, there's a legend that's really, really sad. Oh, no. Oh, no. I know. Am I, I going to cry? I actually wrote, warning, I'm crying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> started writing it okay so the legend says that in the 1850s a gruesome murder took place in the town of goshen and it happened to be at the same time when this peddler and his dog rode through the town like trying to sell things and since he was the only stranger in town at the time the townspeople accused him of the murder and hung the man and it is said that the dog like tried to fight off people that were trying to, like, hurt his owner, and he was, like, howling all night and barking, and it said, there, there's two versions that are still equally as sad. There's one version where um, it says a man shot the dog, and then the dog ran off wounded, but another version, which is really, really heartbreaking, says the dog stayed in the spot where his master was, or where his owner was hung, howling pitifully, and the townspeople were so frustrated with the dog because it wouldn't stop make, like howling that they ended up stoning it to death. What? I know. Oh, people are fucked up. Yeah. I wish so that it, it's like... Yeah. People but, who so, do that, like... Then they get stoned. I know. I, it's so sad. When people can't treat animals with compassion, you're there's no way you're treating humans with compassion. No. Oh, man. I know. So, yeah, so it said that the dog is kind of, like, trying to get justice for his owner and that throughout the years, the ghost dog would be seen, like, taunting the people who were involved and who accused his owner of murdering this person good and in 1880 an old man on his deathbed 
uh, confessed to committing the murder and said that they killed the wrong man. (sighs) But the Hound of Goshen is still seen throughout that five-mile stretch um, where it's said that he is buried, his owner was buried in Ebenezer Church Cemetery. And there was one story that said that when the dog was shot or killed, they buried him next to his owner. Oh, that's good. That's a good ending. Wait, where was this? South Carolina? Yeah. Okay. I want to go there. That's just sad. That is super sad. I wonder if his... loyalty... I know, the loyalty is so sweet. But I wonder if the owner passed on and the dog wasn't able to... And the owner and the dog is just looking for his owner in the ghost light. Oh, no. I know. Because I was when I was researching pet hauntings, mm-hmm. I did see quite a few things that people speculated that the animals will stick around after their death for a certain period of time just to make sure that their owners are okay and then they'll oh. move on after. But it, that's interesting the the reverse. If you're if the owner and the dog or the pet pass away close in succession, what mm-hmm. happens? Must be very confusing. Yeah, I can't imagine. I wonder what happened to me when I was a cat in my past life, what I did. Hmm. Who do you think you belonged to? What do you think you did? I don't know. I hope I was a fat, chubby cat who just, like, rolled on its back. When, like, and laid in the sun spots on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope I had a nice family. I'm sure you did. Or maybe yeah. you were an alley cat. Ooh. And I kind of like, like the sound of l- that. Yeah, you led all the other cats and you just like ran the streets, <laughs> city like streets. That. I also wonder, because I love cats so much and like, I, I when I have enough money, I will open a um, animal shelter for cats and it will be in my back house of my home. And I will spend <laughs> Which all will day be in, in all four bedrooms of my home. <laughs> yes. I wonder if because because I feel that way, I wonder if something happened to me in my cat past life and I wasn't in a good place and that's why I care so much now about saving all the kitties. Maybe. That's a great thought. Or maybe you were a crazy cat lady in your last life too. That's also very possible. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few personal stories. I was hoping you would say that. (laughs) So the first story I have, I've told it to you before. I think I've told you all of these stories, but I've never said them in the podcast. I'm going to ask like I've never heard them before. Okay. So my house in Vermont has a black lab. I don't know if the black lab is still there. None of my family members have ever seen this dog. But other people in our house have reported seeing this dog. So some of my parents' friends or me or my brother's friends have seen this black lab with a red collar. And my dog, when he was alive, he was black. And for a period of time, he had a red collar. And we were always like, is it him? Like, are you just seeing him? And everyone was like, no, we weren't. This is a different dog. And one time, well, I remember specifically... One of my friends, she, when she was upstairs and all of us were downstairs, she'd slept over. She went to go grab her stuff upstairs because she was about to leave. And she saw the dog upstairs. And everyone, including my dog, we were all downstairs. And she came down. And everyone who comes in contact with the dog, no one's ever scared. They're like, I just saw a dog. Interesting. So it's definitely a 
a nice ghost dog. And then another time, um, so one of my my parents' friends came mm-hmm. and visited. It was this couple from out of town. So they stayed at my parents' house. And the woman, she did not know, well, neither of them knew that our house was spiritually active because we don't advertise that. Right. We're not like, come stay with us and the ghosts. You don't have ghost tours? You Like every weekend your mom's hosting a ghost tour at your house? (laughs) She puts on her wedding dress and the black cape over it. Just for a little extra side cash. (laughs) Yeah. I gave everyone the tour of the antiques in our house on Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram that one time. But so this couple did not know that anything was going on in our house or that we were aware of anything. And the woman was sitting at our kitchen table and my mom was standing up in the kitchen by the island. And the woman goes, ooh. My mom goes, isn't everything okay? <laughs> and she goes, yeah. Um, I don't mean to alarm you. I don't want to. Do you, does that anything? I think you have. And she's trying to explain it. And basically she gets to the story that she just felt a dog, a black dog, brush up against her and walked underneath the table past her oh legs. And then my mom was like, oh, yeah, we've we've heard about him. Yeah, that's a hard thing to do. Like, how do you address a ghost in someone else's home? Yeah, because if she hadn't said anything out loud, she probably would have kept it to herself. But because right. she had been touched and she was like, oh, yeah, she my mom was right there. It. She kind of had to explain it. But um, And then my other story is my dog, Wrinkles. He passed away in 2012. You're so Bless his heart. My soulmate. Wrinkles, I actually, I cry at least like four times a year thinking about, about wrinkles, wrinkles passing away. Oh, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Oh, it was the day, so we had to put him down because his, I think it was his kidney ruptured, something ruptured. Oh. But it was the the day before we brought him to the vet to be put down. Mm-hmm. We were all supposed to go to my brother's soccer game. And we were about to head out and Wrinkles looked at me and there was just something in his eyes. And I was like... I'm not going. So I stayed back and I pet him for five hours. And then we all go to bed and we wake up in the morning and he's clearly in so much pain. So I pet him for nine hours. Nine hours. I lay down. We're all hugging him. We're all petting him. My parents make him venison. We feed him some venison, his favorite meal. And then we take him. I'm going to start crying. I'm like crying. He is the best. And like just those... I feel like those moments of bringing the, your dog to the vet to put them to sleep is... We sent my dad. He had to do it. You don't go? You didn't go with them? No. I remember we had... we've. I mean, we've had so many pets growing up, but, like, every time we went to the vet with him and sat out in the waiting oh my room gosh. and said our goodbyes. We couldn't do it. We were all, like... Now I'm crying on the podcast. It's okay. This is emotional. It was supposed to be a nice story about wrinkles and now I'm crying. Um, <laughs> we, me and my mom and my brother, we stayed back and then my dad went and brought wrinkles and it was so, so horrible. But he got back in the car with my dad. Now and you're back. making me cry. His spirit did. <laughs> Wait, his spirit got back in the car? Yes, he returned. I'm going to blow my nose. <laughs> <laughs> be right back. We're just bawling around <laughs> last week i almost cried out of fear and today i'm crying out of um, sadness but so we were in college it was our sophomore year when this happened and he passed away two days before we returned to college mm-hmm. so 
I didn't have that many. I know. My parents were like, we think he was waiting for you to be home. So I didn't experience really any of these things. These are reports from my parents. But Mm -hmm. they believe wrinkles stuck around the house for quite some time after because we have hardwood floors throughout our entire house. Mm -hmm. And he had really long nails. And they would hear the clickety clickety click of his nails on the hardwood floor. And then when my dad, there was this couch that my dad would, when we were all watching movies, everyone kind of like has their couch and their spot. Mm -hmm. And my dad was laying down on the couch. His feet were up on the couch. And he said that the couch scooted back. So he was completely on the couch, but part of the couch just went boop, which is what used to happen when wrinkles would lay down at the edge of the couch and kind of like throw his weight into the couch. Yeah. So my dad put his hand down and was like, hi, wrinks, and did all that. And then he really liked going into the bathroom. He was so weird. He like loved humidity. He loved heat. He was a black dog. Oh, so interesting. he should have been overheated, but yeah, he, like, usually absolutely. they like find cold Tylers or something. He was supposed to like live in the Caribbean or something. He like <laughs> hated the cold, absolutely hated it. So maybe he, that's where you'll meet your future husband in the Caribbean. Maybe Wrinkles is probably down there right now. He's probably on Pig Island. He's oh. a pig now. But that's where you want to be. <laughs> I know he's waiting for me. <laughs> so whenever my mom would shower, she'd leave the door open because Wrinkles would want to come in and enjoy the steam and the heat and lay down oh. on the on the little bath mat at the base of the shower. And one day she's showering and she finishes and she pulls back the curtain and the rug is all bunched up like it used to be when wrinkles would lay on it right and she's like oh that's weird i must have messed it up like when i got in this can't be what i think it is right so the next day she goes to shower she steps into the shower she leans back out smooths out the bath mat it's all perfect showers opens the curtain all bunched up so wrinkles was in there And then there were quite a few times, too, in our main living room, the family room, where everyone would hang out and watch TV. We have this – it's a pretty large room, and there's this really big red carpet, and he would, like, stretch on the carpet and put his arms out in front of him, and his nails would make the claw marks through the carpet. Mm -hmm. And he'd be like (laughs) – and, like, they'd be all over the place. I like that you're acting it out. (laughs) I look like a sloth. (laughs) You kind of do. But so my parents would go out into the living room and once in a while claw marks would be scratched into the carpet. So he stuck around for a while. My dad said that he felt like whenever I was home from college, things got more active and he could feel his presence, wrinkles presence or like hear things. There were, there were, I, I said that I didn't really experience anything, but there were a couple times where when he was alive, he would come into my room in the morning and be like, it's time to wake up. So he'd come in and make noise and roll around on my carpet. And a few times after he had passed away while I was home, I heard that while oh I was gosh. in bed. Yeah. You had so many. He, he stuck around for a while. He was super active. Yeah. He was yeah. like, guys, I'm not leaving. And the other interesting thing is our house was pretty pretty active right at times it was on and off but like for the most part in the earlier part of owning this home it was pretty active and he didn't always necessarily like all of the spirits he kind of got a little nervous there was actually this is kind of scary 
something, we don't know what happened to him, but something happened to him when we were gone one day. We He had this cheetah sweater that he loved. Of course. <laughs> oh, we put it on him and he was like, let me outside. I have to show everyone. Oh, <laughs> so my God. like gosh. pranced around the neighborhood. But we put it because he's a short-haired dog. He was part mm-hmm. Doberman and Greyhound and all this good stuff. And so he was skinny and super fit and short-haired. So we'd put on in the winter, we'd put him in his le- leopard cold. leopard sweater. It was a fleece oh. sweater. And he loved it. Loved to keep it on. Never, ever wanted it off. So we had it on him. And we left. Went and did something. Went and got dinner. Went to the movies or whatever. The whole family comes home. He's waiting by the back door, really nervous, on the mat. Never, ever, 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 ever waits by the back door. If we are gone, he is sleeping on the couch that he's not allowed on, or he's in his bed. Or he gets into my parents' bed and tucks himself into the sheets oh. with his head on the pillow. So, he, that was super, out. super bizarre. So, we go in and we're like, dude, rings, what, what, what happened? Like, shit, did someone break in? Like, what is going on? He's not wearing his sweater. His sweater was bunched up in the corner of a room that he, like, never goes into. And it was, like, kind of in a way, it was bunched in a weird way where we're, like, it kind of looks like something took it off of him. What? So that made us nervous. And he was freaked. So we think maybe someone was, like, oh, poor baby. Like, they put you in a sweater and took it off of him. And he was, like, nope. So he was really scared. That didn't happen Nothing like that happened after, but I mean, that happened. But so going back to my story, when Wrinkles passed away, so much of the activity stopped, except for him. So we think he was like, I'm on equal playing ground as you guys, everybody out, everyone out. my place. Yeah. There were only like one or two. Marking his territory. Wow. We've seen since that were there before him. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. He kicked everyone out. <laughs> it was very quiet Go for a wrinkles. long time. It's still pretty quiet. Yeah, Rinks was like, nah, wow. you guys gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think, kind of going off your story of Wrinkles being scared of that room, I think it's really interesting when pets are just terrified of certain areas and people's homes. Yes. Like, every single dog we had when we when I was growing up in my house that like i had all my experiences in mm-hmm. was terrified of the basement we had it and even you would carry the dog down in the basement and immediately they'd run upstairs mm. and i remember because i was bad really news scared. bad news right and i was terrified of going in my basement and like more more than just like a normal terrified of the basement type of thing and i think yeah more than just a little kid being like oh i don't want to yeah. go to the basement but because my cat's litter boxes and food was down in the basement, so we would have to go down every night to feed them. And I would try to bring my dog with me. And when I, I would bring whatever dog we had, and like it, the dog was just as scared as I was, cowering, like like needing to go upstairs. But I, I was like, "You need to comfort me." Seriously, oh god, yeah. Just seal off the basement at that point. I know. <laughs> Don't go down there. That's like, um, we just need, we say this all the time. We're like, Marissa has to tell all of her stories because our friend Marissa is just like super haunted. Yeah, <laughs> Everything so happens to her. But her dog, Pearl, Pearl the girl, she's a little pug. She will not go down a certain hallway in their house. Like, will oh. flip her shit. 
And she's not the most intelligent of the dogs. Super, super sweet. But she's picking (laughs) up on something and she's not, she's not letting them put her near the hallway. She freaks out. And Pearl also, she doesn't like bark or cry. She screams. Have you ever oh, seen that's scary? That? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah. That's so scary. Oh my god, I would have been terrified of your basement. Yeah, and I, I was scared of a lot of things to be fair, but yeah, spiders, bugs, and my basement were the top three. And my mom was like, "You're a scaredy cat. Stop being, stop being a little baby. Go feed the cats." And I, I would sprint. I think my heart rate would go up every time I went down there. Oof, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even do it. I literally wouldn't do it. I'd be like, no, I'm sorry. To. I had to. I had no. chores. I had chores. chores. Had to do I'd be like, more. you can keep the money. I'm not doing anything. I will trade you one of your adult chores for this <laughs> chore. I will do the taxes. <laughs> they will be very wrong but i will do them <laughs> i always got paid what was it it was whatever my age was i got half of that so if i was 14 i got paid seven dollars to do chores for a week that's a good idea to mm-hmm. do half of the age i don't think i ever got paid for them though i think my mom like would tell me i was getting paid for them and then and then you didn't know where the money went yeah because you didn't have a it's in account. your it's in your savings <laughs> do i have a savings mom yes <laughs> it's called my <laughs> bank account I I was super, still am, OCD. Me and my brother's chores basically consisted of me saying I wanted chores and for me and my brother to do chores because I wanted to make a chore sheet. And I would spend <laughs> so much time organizing a chart with all these chores and what days we were going to do them, what order, like what made the most sense. And then I'd do it, we'd post it up, and then I'd never, never do the chores again. Until like four months later and I was like, I need a new chart. This one doesn't make sense. That's why I don't do my chores. Well, you could technically say your chore was to make the chore sheet. Yes, that was my one and only task. It's a lot of time and dedication you had to put into it. Should we read listener stories? Yeah, we should. You can go first. I'll go first. (laughs) First. First. So this email is called Ghost Doggy. Hey, Corinne and Sabrina, I just started listening to your podcast and I absolutely love it. Your conversation sounds like one me and my sisters would have on a daily basis. Anywho, I have multiple ghost stories, but I figured I'd send you the most lighthearted one about the dog haunting our house. My family and I moved to the house we currently live in when I was in middle school, and we've all known that it was haunted by multiple ghosts and visited by many spirits in passing. There seems to be only one constant presence, though. I have a dog named Roxy who is allowed to run all over the house and go anywhere she wants, so when we hear random sounds in random rooms, we all just assume it's Roxy following us or getting into something she shouldn't be. However, we started to notice that we'd see or hear a dog around the house when Roxy was obviously in a different room or side of the house. Once I was sitting at a kitchen table doing homework on my computer when I felt Roxy brush up against my legs under the table. My dog is weird and likes to try to get me to pet her with my feet when she knows I was busy. So I petted her a little bit and kept working. But then I looked up in the living room and Roxy was laying on the couch asleep and obviously had not moved. I looked under the table and there was nothing there. I was reasonably spooked, but I've dealt with ghosts my whole life and was eased by the fact that this ghost only wanted some affection. Throughout the eight years we've lived in this house, we catch glimpses of our little black dog, 
running around under the table or in the hallway. While my dog, Roxy, is usually sensitive to other presences, she seems cool with a little black dog. I've had many experiences throughout my life that include dryers opening and closing, hearing a little girl crying, and seeing an agonized face in the corner of a photograph, but this story is my favorite. I love your podcast. It's great knowing other people have experiences like this too. If you guys keep talking, I'll keep listening. See you on the other side, Gabby. The only reason this story is okay is because they saw the dog, so they knew it was a black dog, but if you did not know what you were rubbing under the table, fuck no. Well, (laughs) it's like that story. Yeah, ooh, the people can lick too. I hate that story. We bring it up way too frequently. Wait, that's freaking terrifying. I know, I hate it. But that's nice, though, that they know it's a dog. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of cute that their dog is, like, cool with it. This is my friend. He's accepting of his dog friend. Sometimes pets need companions. Nick? That's a hint for Nick when he listens. (laughs) Well, you're going to rescue one, remember? What if? Well, yes, I'm totally going to do that. But what if someone someone that's listening to our podcast gifts me a cat? But what if many people... Then I can achieve my dream earlier. (laughs) I'm going to cry thinking about that. You're going to need a bigger apartment. That's very true. Don't give me a cat. Unless you tell me you're going to give me a cat and I give you permission to give me a cat. Sure, fine. You can give me a present. I accept. Oh, (laughs) man. Do you have to? Okay, I guess. (laughs) Should I read a story? Yeah, you don't want to talk about cat gifts anymore? No, I don't. I'm really over okay. it. Okay, fine. Jeez. This Jeez. is from Kimberly. I am! Okay! <laughs> this is from Kimberly. Hi, Kimberly. She, at first, I was like, oh, she just has one story. Because she sent us quite a few stories. And I was going to read the oh. one about her dog. But I realized she has ones about cats, too. So I'll read both. Oh, my gosh. She has a pet shelter. Afterlife pet shelter. She basically does. Okay, she said that her, you know what, I assumed that this was a dog, but she just said fur baby. So I don't know what kind of animal so it is. Surprise. She said, my fur baby, I'm going to fill in the blank and say dog. I'm going to go ahead and say cat. Okay. My fur baby passed when I was 16 and I was driving and I stopped at a red light. The light turned green and I basically gunned it. I saw his eyes flash across my eyes, so then I stopped. A car ran the red light. My fur baby was looking out for me. I had him from the moment of his birth. So basically, she was about to gun it through an intersection when the light turned green, and then he sent her a sign and was like, don't. So she stopped and avoided getting oh my gosh, tragically hit by a car. Oh my gosh. So crazy. Guardian angel. Yeah. Her other experience, she wrote, about a year ago in June or July, and then again in late November, I had three of my cats suddenly pass away. Two of them 11 days apart, and then the last one in November, and I was just really broken up about my cats passing away. Ugh, that's so they, many cats in, like, a small amount of time. Yeah, three cats in, that's in so a few months. That's Oh my god, so horrible. So they were like my kids, as we have no children, And I just asked that they come back and they visit me and let me know that they're okay and that they're having fun across the Rainbow Bridge. 
I'd fallen asleep on my couch, but then I'd woken up. But I hadn't really woken up, but I woke up in my dream. And I sat up and I looked around my living room and I saw my oldest boy, the cat, because she doesn't have children. I saw my oldest boy. I saw him walking around and he looked up at me and he went around the table like he always did. It was the coffee table and he meowed at me and it was his way of coming back and saying, don't worry, mom, I'm okay. We're okay. You be happy with the other babies. And I woke up and burst into tears. Oh. Wait, so they talked to her in her dream? No, no, no. She was saying, like, it's his way of, like, him appearing to her in a dream was his way of being like, dude, we're good. Because that's what she she asked for. She wanted to make sure that they were okay. Yeah, exactly. She asked for them to come back and visit her. Oh. So her oldest cat did. Her oldest son. That's so sweet. So that was from Kimberly. Two experiences with pets. Yeah. I also, can I just add one of her other stories? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, she said she has a ton involving her grandfather and her grandmother. Her grandparents basically were pretty, seemed to be pretty active. Yeah. She said, when I was about 10, I had been using a Ouija board. My grandmother had passed and I was using it. I asked right after she died if she was there and the board said that she had just arrived and to hold on. Then I got to talk to her. Thereafter, whenever I was alone downstairs, I would get cold spots around me. She was really big into canning, and one day my mom was canning and asked for a sign, and within seconds, the can started to seal themselves. What would have what? taken hours took seconds. All but one sealed, and when, and we asked, was that you, Grandma? And pop, the last one sealed. Oh my gosh! I know. <laughs> Wait, that's kind of like ghosts doing things for us, like brushing our hair. Doing some canning. Ghost chores. That's honestly probably, that woman was like, if I have one superpower when I go into the afterlife, I want to be like the fastest canner in the world. And so she she used her power. She was like, Ghost before goals. I go over, I have to can. So she was waiting for the moment. What would your ghost goal be? Mine? Ooh. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is not, not nice. That's okay. I don't I care. was going to say to pants Trump. <laughs> that is hilarious. Or to give strangers wet willies. You already do that in your real life. <laughs> I know. I know. I need to stop. <laughs> well, that person inappropriate. It. That person did. They were it. rude. And I had a few drinks, so. Yeah. You were protecting me. Um, yes. What would mine be? <laughs> That's my version of protecting you. I wet willy people. You know what? Actually, wet willying people is probably one of the worst things you can do. It's so unsettling to the receiver to have some yes. random person's saliva put into their body. It's super inappropriate. I should never do it. But it probably was the best thing I could have ever done to defend oh, you. you. He freak, was, you he was scared of us. Yes. He thought I was crazy, you which I was. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think what my ghost goal would be. I'm inclined to say something with cats, but I feel like that's just the obvious and I don't want to say that. So I think I would, my ghost goal would be to, (laughs) what? (laughs) I just want to make weird smells in certain rooms and make situations really awkward. (laughs) 
like when like a first date. When a couple's on their first date, I just like make a weird smell and make them be like, "Oh my no. god, who did it? You're I ruining the romance." I'd be the prankster. If anything, you should set up all these romantic candles like go way too far with romantic gestures and then they're like this is so awkward i swear i didn't set this up or i could do both and set up something really really romantic and then and then (laughs) yeah i'm so immature we all are i just tried to say something that wasn't about being with cats so naturally we go to bathroom jokes naturally all natural i mean i burped last episode so it's okay you can do whatever i lost control over my system that's okay well guys we hope that this was more enjoyable less scary maybe maybe a little sad at a moment right there were moments of tears but we pulled ourselves back together we did we're still we're still going we're less scared and uh, for now. we should do like a social media thing because we didn't do it last week because we were too scared to do it. Yes, we had to get off the phone immediately. <laughs> and me- well, you mean I had to sit in the shower with you for five minutes? <laughs> I took a ten-minute shower, and Sabrina had to stay on the Facetime the entire time. <laughs> yep. To support. Yeah. Um. So everyone Thank should email you. us their ghost stories, and we love. All kinds of stories. So, I mean, I think the past two weeks you've seen the extremes, the really scary ones, and then the really nice, sweet ones. So, we take them all. We want them all. We want yes. you. We want your friends. You want your families. Just send them Any to and us. all of them. And as so long but, as your fingers can type them, don't feel bad about yeah. sending us too long of stories or too many. Right. We like them all. We like details. And um, just be truthful. We're going to, like, you know take your word for it but like that's true we would hate to find out that we shared a story that's and then it wasn't true yeah and that way not to add not to add a mini story into here but that happened my my well not that i'm telling i'm setting this up all wrong but basically my cousin a month ago when i was with her before she moved to spain she was telling me about how one of her friends told her that her friend's friend (laughs) was like in washington dc and was on the train and saw this woman like slumped over in like these two men carrying her and she was like oh god that girl's like super drunk she was like being dragged and then this guy run like walks over to her she was there were only a few people in the carriage at this point she a guy walks over over to her and was like at this stop you need to get off and run with me we have to just run just trust me that girl is dead i'm a doctor that girl's dead so they get off on the next stop and they're sprinting and then they call the police or whatever and apparently it was a gang initiation so i'm like what the fuck so then i started googling and it was an urban legend like it had been told a bunch of different ways all over the place so i showed my cousin and she was quite upset that her friend told her this and she thought it was real and oh, her friend probably that. thought it was real. It just, like, keeps getting retold, and I Googled because it. Because a friend of a friend of a friend. Yeah, it just keeps yeah. going. So, well, at least don't do that. Up. I know. This is why This is why we do research. Well, because I was like, this. how can this be happening in Washington and no one's talking about it? Right. It's yeah, especially right. If, it's a, if it's a death, like, there are records of that. Mm-hmm. But... So. Yeah. So, email us, twogirlsoneghostpodcast at gmail.com, and... Follow us on all of our social media. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have Twitter. And on Facebook, if you want to, you can like our page and then you can also join our discussion page, Two Girls, One Ghost. Um, but in order to do that, we have two questions set up just to make sure you're not a robot and you know what type of group you're joining. So please be sure to answer those questions. Yes. And. Oh, uh, review us. Oh, yeah. The important thing. Yeah. The thing that keeps us in the top and keeps us relevant. Hey, did you like listening to this episode? If so, go on to iTunes and please rate us five stars and write us a positive review and click submit. And if you have any issues, please feel free to reach out to us. There's some glitches and bugs with that whole thing. And we've sometimes you just have to come up. You just have to come up with a really creative name. So, yeah, we can help you out because, yeah, we have loads of creative names like Mm -hmm. chocolate turkey. Robot six six six. Wait, speaking of Corinne, what? This is episode thirteen. This is. I saw. I saw in our notes that you wrote thirteen point five because you didn't want to write thirteen. Can we label it that? We could, but here's my only thing about that. It's Tell just me. because you label it doesn't mean it's not actually thirteen. It's like the thirteenth right. floor on a hotel. It's there's still actually, a thirteenth floor. I know. Just because you don't call it it doesn't mean it's not. And technically, we already had a 13th episode because we did our bonus episodes. So, or we could name it episode 13, but I don't want to name this 13 because it's too scary. <laughs> that should be the whole name of the episode. Hashtag chocolate robot banana <laughs> hammock. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. We yeah. will see you on, on the, the other, other side. side.